Thanks for joining us, Andrew. Andrew. Well, good, Simon. How are you? Yeah, very well. Very well. well. We'll We'll, um, kick off, obviously, with a review of last weekend's racing, the trials, the sprint. sprint. Uh, Anything Uh, made of Wellington's performance? Um, When I first watched it, I was watching it live. I was like, oh, that was a little bit flat. But watching it again, it it just ran like he needed the race. Uh, I think he cruised up on the outside. Looked like he was going to explode and didn't. Um, he, he'd missed, you know, he was supposed to run in the Premier Bowl. He'd missed that through a little niggle. Um, I think that probably took its toll. You know, it's about a week's worth of work. I thought he'd still be good enough. Um, as it turned out, I think the fitter horses won out on the day. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm not um, as disappointed as was watching it watching it live. I think he'd be a better horse, a fitter horse um, on the big day. But it's not to take anything away from Lucky Patch. I think I said last week either. I've drastically underestimated, underestimated him, or he's improved dramatically as well, and it's probably both. Um, that was a you know really smart performance from him. I, mean, I still don't, you know, I think he might have his work cut out to win the big one on the on um, in December. Um, but it's not to say he doesn't deserve his place because he's he's done it in handicap company and he's now done it at set weights and penalties against you know the the best we've got anyway. Um, albeit maybe with a couple that can improve. So, um, yeah, well played, Lucky Patch. But no, I'm, I haven't given up on Wellington just yet. I think it was probably just, um, you know, a first up thing for him. The interesting one, uh, the Nobu attack betters, uh, we found out he probably should have won all those races leading up because <laughs> <laughs> he got a bit of clear air and what a surprise he runs a new peak. Well, that's right. Um, I think, you know, most people watching could, could see that as well. And he is, he's a beast of a horse. He's over 1,300 pounds. So he, you know, just by his, his sheer physical size, he's not the sort of horse that he's going to, you know, sit and wait and ride pretty and look for small gaps on the rails because physically he's not the sort of horse that's going to go through them. But yeah, get him out and getting well. It might turn out to be that he's, you know, maybe 1400's his best trip here. Um, but because it looks like, because I, I don't know for certain, but I think Zach was saying afterwards, um, you know, I think there was some, some quotes that, you know, he, he lacks a bit of versatility maybe. That's what he is. You know, he'll get back, he'll steam home and he'll win his races. But whether, um, you know, he's he's got the versatility, the tactical, you know, speed as well to to, to win an international group one here over 12, I'm not sure. But we got the Queen Silver Jubilee Cup, which is 1,400 metres um, in the new year. So maybe that's his sort of race. You know, unless he, he maybe he gets a mile as well. I don't know they haven't tried it yet. Um but yeah, I mean, he'll definitely be competitive, um, and he's a very nice horse for the, the Hayes team. But yeah, that's what you want to do: get him out. Nothing, nothing too clever. Just get him out and, and get him rolling down the outside. Uh, hello, everybody. Hi, Andrew. Thanks for joining us. Hey, um, look, with Wellington, obviously, obviously I, agree I agree with you that he probably needed the, the run, as you said, he just loomed up, up and probably picked up the run. But you said with the niggles and things like that, what is he, a, a five-year-old now? And he's only had, what, the 10 starts. Is there, like, soundness issues there with him? Um, I don't think necessarily. I wouldn't say soundness issues, but he is the sort of horse. Um, spoke to Richard before um, the run. And I asked him sort of, you know, obviously looking ahead to December, I said, but what's down the track? You know, would you, would you take him overseas? Um, you know, what's the plan? Um, and he said he's a... He's a race-to-race proposition sort of thing. So he's just, you know, he's not just one of these horses that you can just, you know, send out week after week. Just doesn't seem to have that constitution for whatever reason. So you've just got to sort of take your time and be careful with him. Um, so I don't think there was any great warning signs in terms of, you know, he's that fragile. He's, they're not wrapping up in cotton wool. He's not, um, 
you know, he's not that bad as such, but I think he's just sort of horse you just got to keep an eye on and, um, you know, take your time with. Um, he's not the horse that's going to be backing up, you know, week after week. So, no, again, I, I don't have any sort of great underlying fears that um, he's, you know, not going to make these big races. I think they've just got to be a bit careful with, with how they campaign him. I suppose the Japanese watching the sprint lead up, they wouldn't be too concerned. Pixie Knight, they'd be pretty confident, you'd think. Well, you'll come, if they travel, then, you know, handle the, the, the travel and everything else, then, yeah, I mean, he looks very smart, doesn't he? So um, it is, that's always the unknown, travelling for the first time and, and how they handle that sort of things. But, um, you know, Dan on Smash won it last year. I think when he got beat last year, you know, Jolly Banner was even second or third or something like that, you know. But um, So I, I do think, you know, Jolly Banner, again, with the greatest respect, was, was never an international group one sprinter. But the home advantage, I do count for quite a lot because these horses, you know, they're going around there week after week. And it's, um, I think it, it counts for whether you can put it into pounds or lengths. I don't really know in terms of what sort of advantage it gives them. But um, Pixie Knight probably comes here. You know, he, I'd imagine the top of the Japanese and every chance he'll be favourite on the big day as well. But um, you've still got to beat the local horses, and I, I do give a little bit of a swing to to us being on a on a home track. I, I say I, someone smarter than me can convert that into lengths or pounds or yeah. or racing points. But um, but yeah, I, I think we're still we haven't given it away just yet. Yeah, I think the looking. I didn't realise how bad. I look at this with the Classic Legend coming back from the Everest in terms of horses going to Hong Kong and coming back, which yeah. is which is terrible. The but I didn't realize how terrible our record in Hong Kong is. So certainly the travel aspect, the, the Japanese have worked it out better than most worldwide. But that yeah, have to agree. Certainly something and lucky patch. So just from fine form perspective. So we have Pixie Knight in that one twenty four range. Lucky patch one eighteen. Wellington one eighteen. So there is a bit of a jump. Yeah, for those horses. But as you mentioned, the home ground advantage is massive and we're hoping it gives Golden 60 uh, the advantage. I don't think many people will think he needs the advantage, but Dan and Kingley, obviously, and Salios both, I think, confirmed coming over there. going to be decent horses for him to beat in the race. Yeah, and that race last weekend was extraordinary. Um, they were but they were outside class five standard time by some ways, like a second outside of it. They absolutely crawled. Um, and the, the confidence that Vincent's got in the horse to let him sit back a couple of lengths off the last one um, and let him rattle home the way he did, you know, broke 22 seconds for the final two splits is, is just extraordinary. Um, I don't think he'll do that on the big day. Um, maybe he will. <laughs> we couldn't have to do that. I don't know. But um, this, this horse is, is capable of, um, you know, running some incredible closing fractions. And they've obviously... He's got trust in the horse. The horse trusts him. They're a really good combination. They've got a, a, a great a great bond, the two of them. Um, so that'll be win. So that'll take him to 16 straight, should he win on International Day, put him one short of, of Silent Witnesses um, records. Um, but he is now equal with Duty Generation and Silent Witness in terms of winning 18 races. Uh, I say here in Hong Kong, actually, silent, one of Silent Witnesses' ones was in Japan, but you know what I mean. As Hong Kong trained horses, they won 18 races. They all won 18 races. Now, so, I mean, that in itself is just extraordinary. To, to produce a horse, you know, you talk about, you know, the winks and the back caviars and the trained horses. Incredible for the runs they're on. Any trainer will tell you it's hard enough to win, you know, two in a row, let alone, you know, 15, 16, 17 of them. So um, just the, the consistency at a high level is, is just extraordinary.
Do you think the get back run on stock and maybe undoing them, Andrew? I mean, we talked last week that, you know, he's been ridden to win races rather than to run fast. But do you just like, he's a bit like we were speaking about in the Bull Attack before, he, and, you know, obviously Vincent knows him well. He always gets him to the outside, gets him into the clear air. But is there just, is there going to be that one time where, you know, things just sort of don't pan out his way and he just, from the back there, he just finds a little bit of trouble? Um, well, quite possibly, yeah. It's more than more than possible, really. And the makeup of the field and, um, you know, where he draws even, like you said, he, it's, even if he drew one golden 60, Vincent would be looking to, to get up off the rail. He, he's not going to be one of the on-the-rail swinging for home with a wall of horses in front of him. So um, tactics could would be definitely be important. If there was a horse in that field on the weekend that was capable of... Um, you know, running sort of similar fractions to Golden Six, you know, say quicker, but you know, he's given them three or four, he's given Waikuku, what does he give them, four or five length head start, but Waikuku unfortunately couldn't, you know, he didn't break 21, 22 seconds for his final two splits. But if there was a horse on the lead who could just do it once, um, then he might have been in trouble. So, yes, in a slowly run race, you know, Vincent's going to have to be on his game to make sure that he isn't caught out and there's a horse closer to a, um, the speed that is capable of, of you know, flashing home in sub-22, and in which, I mean, there's only so fast these horses can run, regardless of his golden 60, um, whoever it might be. If you give a horse, you know, four or five length head start, and it can also run sub-22, then you're going to have a job catching it. Um, yeah. But it's just, you know, who that horse is. Yeah, he's a, from a handicapping perspective, he's a really hard horse to get a good line on, because in terms of, his winning margins, he never wins by far. And it just goes back to horses, uh, you know, they race to win races, not to please us and run ratings. So mm. it'd be very interesting to see, you know, this will be the best, you know, Dan and Kingley coming over rated 124. So if he's able to put a margin on him and give him a start and run him down, you know, it's world yeah. class. I think he's already world class. Um, Adam Blanco certainly thinks as much. He's got oh, him, I think, as... You know, Baye's probably the best in Europe, but he'd say, you know, it comes back to the, you know, what is he beaten? But you can sort of see, this is what they're all saying when Winks was winning our races. Um, yeah. You've got to respect the record and, you know, I hope he buries them in the mile because then we'll hopefully see him travel as well. Yeah, well, as I say, Japan, we just got to keep our fingers crossed, regardless of if he goes the season unbeaten, that, um, you know, Japan is is on the cards again. I, I asked if after we talked last week as well, talking about Studio Generation and Able Friend, I just to satisfy my own curiosity, I asked a few people around here as well, asked them the same question. Yeah. Um and they all came up with Able Friend as well. The king. I've been yeah. trying to tell that for months. He won't listen to me. <laughs> but it was, they did they, they did ooh and ah. I was like, oh well there's this and that. And, and one person did say in actual fact they said, but you know, bear in mind we haven't finished with Golden Sixty yet. You know, he still might achieve more. So yeah. I mean that, that that's fair enough, but um, but yeah, after some deliberation, everyone did come back with um, gold sixty. Uh, sorry, with um, with Abel Friend. It's not to say that Beauty Generation wasn't an absolute freak. At least, but that international win, you know, when he's just cantered into the straight with them all flailing behind him, and he's three yeah. or four lengths clear was extraordinary. But um, but it's just it's one of those things you you can't you know you're not right, you're not wrong. It's just opinion. Yeah, which is what we all have and what we all love. The <laughs> You spoke about Golden 60s, last 400, 2151. You look at the cup lead up and they ran home. I think Glorious Dragon ran home 2170. So it was just a fast when K-Star missed the start, wasn't it? Well, I mean, they all, 
Bar Panfield broke 22 seconds for the final split. And they all, apart from um, Naboo Attack, they all they ran quicker than the whole sprint field for their final section, or as well, apart from Naboo Attack. Um, so just extraordinary. And again, it's just a case, if you watch it back again, they've gone, when the sprint goes in, there was a bit of it, Russian Emperor got held up a little bit on the rail. When they straighten up and they all start their sprints, they basically stay in their same positions because they're all pretty closely matched. And again, at that sort of level, there's only so fast, you know, if you go walk, trot, canter, gallop, there's only so fast they can run. And they basically run that, you know, the final split. Hang on, I'll just have a look at it now. So reliable team 2181, the quickest one was Glorious Dragon 217, like you said. So, you know, there was a, a tenth of a second difference, Rush Emperor 2187. So, you know, that's what we're talking about. It's the, you know, the click of the fingers between how quick their last section was because they've all just ran to the line together. So great ride from Derek Long, no pressure, just, you know, lobbed along in front. And again, I think I a <laughs> team, he couldn't win. Um, but given those, sort of, you know, he's an honest, willing horse. He's, I can't have him winning on international day, but good luck to them. They deserve their chance. And he's, you know, he's a nice horse for them and he always tries his best. So roll the dice, why not? I guess that was the feeling here in the office too the day afterwards, just after Reliable Team got up, we sort of thought, oh, that was a bit disappointing, so to speak. I mean, like, Derek wrote him a trick and there was absolutely no pressure, but at the same time it's a bit like, well, well where was it sort of thing? You had, they let him run along at, for so long, for so, like, at so slow, and I mean, Kaying staff probably did a bit wrong early in the straight as well. He sort of lugged in a bit, but they just couldn't catch him. It was just a bit like this, what are they going to do on International Day? You know how they how are they going to compare? Yeah, well, I mean, the, the field ship. I think Pile Driver comes in as the top rater, um, and he, again, if if he brings his his UK form, um, you know, that's a pretty a pretty high level. Mogul's the defending champ who's had a, an ordinary season, um, I think at best. So whether he can back up, I'm not sure, but. There's got to be more pressure than there was um, last time. Interesting that Panfield actually is going to the cup as opposed to the Vars. Um, so they're, they're sticking at the 2,000 metres. And um, Karras was coming because he was sitting sort of just in behind reliable team. And on the, the guaranteed stayer in the field, um, I think some questions were asked as to, to why he didn't roll forward. But Karras said he's not that sort of horse. He can't put pressure on him like that. So... Um, Staying at the two thousand meters, they'd be looking for a, a solid tempo over the over the ten furlongs. But yeah, the the mile and a half, well, mile and a half. Um, I think, in all honesty, I mean, he's not. Gonna, I say he's not going to get that soft lead again. I mean, nothing's impossible, but um, I'd be surprised if he's if he gets that sort of same tempo. And if again, if he's got the class, or with the greatest respect to to beat some of these other horses, I'd, I'd have thought the likes of. Um, you know, pile driver should have his measure again um, as long as he handles the, um, the trip out. Who who are the locals going to the bars? Um, They've got no chance, don't they? No, which, you know, it's the, the horses out of that, the, the Columbus counties. Um, yeah, so Panfield, I thought, would have been our, um, would have been our, our number one contender, really, but they they decided to go to the 2000. I don't know if, I mean, it's worth more money. It's more prestigious, isn't it? The um, the two thousand meter race. But um, but actually, Butterfield runs this weekend. He's going to the Vars. Um, he's in the Chevalier Cup, um, and he's again, he's he's honest. 
um, very consistent, but you wouldn't necessarily, you know, the home track advantage maybe, but you wouldn't necessarily have him pegged as a as a genuine international group one. Um, He'd want to start now. <laughs> maybe. So I think um, look, looking at the four features, I think hoping the miles wrapped up, the sprint I reckon is sort of 50-50 and then it'd be a surprise if you're able to jag the cup or the bar. Yeah, I think that, you know, loves over you, loves only you comes to the yeah. cup. We, we know she travels. Um, we know she's got the class. Um, I, she's going to be, you know, we don't want to start making predictions three weeks out, but um, I think she's going to be very hard to um, to beat there. Um, and, and the Vars, yeah, it's just, we just don't seem to have the um, the strength and depth, I don't yeah. think, in our, in our 2,400-meter races. We did actually a couple of Aidens running this weekend in, in Japan. It'll be interesting to see what they do um, in Broome and Japan. You know, they're both in the Vars as well, so it'll give us a good, um, a good idea of, you know, that sort of um, form line as well. But, um, yeah, the high hopes for the mile. Um, the sprints, I wouldn't say we're done with just yet, but um, the cup, I think we'll we might be handing that one over and and the vase as well I might need something um, a little bit fortuitous to uh, to happen as far as that's concerned as well if we're going to um, snag that one but I mean it's not traditionally it hasn't been a race that you know exalt on the side of recent years but um, it hasn't been a glory vase is coming back again as well isn't he I think glory vase previous yeah. year so so yeah it looks um, a little bit tricky in the in the 2024 but um yeah, if we can take two of them, the sprint of the mile, I'd be happy with it. For sure. And looking ahead to making us money this weekend, have you got a good thing? Um, I, a good thing, I'm not sure about that. But You, you uh, messaged through you got a good thing. Did I? <laughs> <laughs> Must be sending that to the wrong person. Um, the big race of the Chevalier Cup, which actually, as it turned out last year, was a classic trial of sorts because Sky Darcy won the race and went on to win the derby. But that won't happen this year. But um, this is... Um, excellent proposal. Uh, Lucky Express uh, meeting again. They Lucky Express won the Panasonic Cup last time. Excellent proposal behind a Butterfield. He's in the race as well. I mentioned he's going to the bar. So these two, excellent proposal and Lucky Express, have actually got mile entries on International Day. Excellent proposal won the um, the classic mile last year. Used to be with the Freedmans. I think he actually might be quite smart. He, he covered a bit of ground. Um, peaked on his run last time. I think um, with a much better run this time, which he should get. Um, I think it'd be very hard to be excellent proposal. Joe rides him, um, John Styles. He, he looks very smart. Whether he's up to the, the Marlin International, I don't know. Um, but I think this horse is pretty handy. So excellent proposal, we'll say, on the Chevalier Cup. That sounds like a good thing. And yeah. Jake was telling me race eight certainly got a bit of international flavour. Yeah, so we've got um, Hit the Shot, makes his debut. Um, he was with Matt Kamani. Um, he's run up in last year's Darby. Victoria. Um, so he's one to look out for. His trials have looked quite sharp. He comes in on a big rating, 80. Um, winning Dragons in that race. He was a grade one winner in the, on the Derby in Chile. He got Champion Dragon, who was the Rostafarian racing in the UK as well for Hugo Palmer. Um, finished down the field in the Irish Guineas. But um, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see what he can do. And um, who was the other horse I was going to tell you about as well? It was Hit the Shots and... Uh, Toscanini, what's he going oh, Tos- around? Uh, Tos- what is yeah, he now? Um, that's intrepid in, winner or something in, like that? That's him, intrepid winner. Yeah, intrepid winner. He's now with Tony Millard. Um, 
he's an interesting one because he was, I mean, I say exposed. We had 17 starts for um, for Kieran Maher and David Eustace. So, you know, I suppose we pretty know where he's at, do we, as far as his he, level. He'd need another lap, I think. <laughs> um, so it's a mile, um, the eighth event. Um, he was runner up in the Grand Prix, wasn't he? Um, up in Queensland. So, I mean, he won three times, three of 17. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it comes off, you know, pretty exposed, I suppose, um, racing there. But interesting to see what they can do. But, yeah, so be looking for more from him. Oh, and Senor Tober as well goes around in the last. Yes, he, he drove real well, didn't he, Senor he Tober? Did. It was just the 1,400 metres that I thought fresh. I mean, he trolled over a mile last start and he just trucked up the last 200. But 1,400 was a bit of a question mark. Me personally, anyway. Yeah, it's one of these things. I've got to, you know, follow the program, start them somewhere. Um, really, I mean, he comes in on a high rate. It's a class two race, you know, fourteen hundred. So there'll be actually that trial. I think you're talking about Jake was um, hit the shot was in that trial as well on the turf. Yeah, you um, ran behind him, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. So they both they both looked all right. Um, hit the shot starts over a mile. Senor Tober over fourteen hundred meters. So. Um, I mean, that's how they train them. And, um, you know, looking at the four-year-olds here is whether they think he's a, a miler or not. But, you know, they just need to get a run into him um, and then build him up from there. But, yeah, I think the trial looked good. Um, and, um, yeah, the derby would be that he's with Casper Fans, um, Senor Toba. So, you know, the derby down the track. So, yeah, a bit of interest um, around those race eight and race ten. There's a few others on the program as well um, that have got some... Um, Hong Kong, uh, sorry, Australian form before arriving. Race five, there's a couple in there. Um, and King Thorbion or Criminal Defence makes comes back again as well. He was down the field first up, um, but he runs again. So, yeah, there's lots of sort of, um, this is just, you know, the, the newer horses, you'll see these in the run-up to Christmas. And working towards, you know, the four-year-old series is, you know, needs, hasn't really taken shape at all. Killer B retired recently. Um, he would have been a big player there. You know, fantastic treasure. Um, was well beaten last time out. So, um, yeah, it's a little bit open. Anything out of that, Andy? They found substantial blood in his trachea. So he didn't actually bleed as such. Nothing came out of his nose. So um, it wasn't an official bleed. But, um, yeah, he did did have a problem. So that was the reason. So, I mean, good in the sense they found a problem, if you know what I mean. But, you know, not great that that there was one. so, yeah, they will just sort of take the foot off the gas with him a little bit and then bring him back in the new year, I'd imagine. Because he would have run on International Day, but I don't think they'll... Or in one of the, you know, the um, on the undercard. Yeah. But they'll just take the foot off the gas, I think, with him for a, for a few weeks and bring him back at the start of January. Very good. Well, in my short look at the Chartin form, I think there is... The Blaze Warrior looks a good thing for me in the last. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he just should. price. What price we're going to get, that's the, that's the yeah. query. Yeah, by the time you get to that one, who knows? And Lars Hewitson starts this weekend again as well. Ah, very good. Yeah, so um, great to have Lyle back. He, yeah. he, he struggled a bit when he put, knew through no fault of his own. He just didn't get the opportunities for whatever reason. Everyone talks, you know, you need that early winner for people to get confidence and get some luck. And it just didn't happen. And then um, so it took him forever. But then he went to Japan and couldn't stop riding winners. Oh, it's not. Um, making it in Hong Kong is... When you consider Joe and Zach is essentially going to take the top two in the market nearly every race. Yeah, that's tough. And then it's very tough. We've seen, obviously, Blake Shin, you know, boot home a few winners, but it even showed with him, you know, when he's got to ride at the top of the weights, it's even harder. And, mm. you know, we saw it with Nash as well. So, yeah, certainly if you can make it in Hong Kong, 
you know, you're definitely world class. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, there's plenty of very good riders. We've yeah. rattled off a few there that, um, for whatever reason, it's just you know, struggled to to break through. It's um, with you know Zach and Joe, um, you know, controlling things in that regard. You know, having the say, the pick of the rides, but um, built up. And it didn't. I mean, I mean, it didn't come easy for Zach. He was here for a long time. You know, working his way up through the. Um, it's not like he just walked in the door and started. Um, you know, picking up these rides. It was a, a long process to get to where he is. So nothing comes easy, um, but you need a little bit of um, little bit of luck on your side as well. For sure, for sure. Well, thanks again for joining us, Andrew. Enjoy right. the racing over the weekend, and we'll speak to you. Thank you very much. Good stuff, boys. Speak to you soon. Have a good weekend. Yeah, you too. Cheers. Thank you.